Our reading this morning is taken from Matthew 5, verses 1 to 11. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. <coughs> Excuse me. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There are some activity sheets for the kids, a couple of quizzes and um, a colouring sheet. So if the children decide that they really don't want to listen to me anymore, that's absolutely fine. If the adults go and get some colouring sheets, I think we've got a problem. Um, (laughs) Let us quickly pray. Father, we thank you that you long to speak to us and we long to hear what you have to say. Just open our hearts, Lord, so whatever message you have for each one of us, which may be different... Lord, we just be open to hear, to hear your word. Amen. Amen. So, as Ben has said earlier, and um, if you've read the new sheet as well, you'll be aware that uh, we've now gone on from the series on Philippians, and we're starting to look at the series on uh, Beatitudes, which are found, the, the ones that are found in Matthew. Now, as you probably know, these form the first part of the Sermon on the Mount, the large body of teaching that is found in Matthew chapters 5 to 8. You'll be pleased to know we're not preaching on the entire Sermon on the Mount because we'll be here till Christmas. Now, the likely place of this, the likely place, is a hill on the Corazim Plateau. Now, if you look at that map, the top of the Sea of Galilee, 
looking at where you are looking at it that way. Top left, that, that way. <laughs> that is where you will find um, the, um, the place that they think where the Sermon of the Mount was preached. As is true in most of Israel now, there's now a church on that place. So, I'll come back to this shortly. But before I do that, I would like to spend just two or three minutes thinking about or speaking to other people around you on things that bring you joy and happiness. So, just two or three minutes thinking about what brings you joy or happiness, what makes you happy. Two minutes. from you. Perhaps it might be scoring the winning goal at the women's Euros. That might be something that makes you very happy. Or perhaps being the most popular person in the class or spending time with friends. We all have different things that make us happy so I'm just going to quickly go around. Anything they'd like to share as to what makes them happy? Yes? No? No? Nobody? Well, you miserable lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Celia. Having a conversation with either family or, or friends. Ali, was your hand up? <laughs> the sea. We, yeah, we all know that Ali loves the sea. Well, the best in people and the best in nature. Walking a dog. Walking a dog. Yes, I can concur with that. If they behave like mine doesn't. Being in the garden. Being in the garden. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. Having fun with family and friends. Right. Lovely. Um, I'm going to go around this way. Sorry? I'll go 
that she used for the Beatitudes. Hang on a minute. Surely that can't be right. Why would someone consider themselves fortunate or happy to be poor in spirit? Now, what's the really important thing to note with all the Beatitudes is they are not a standard to aspire to. They recognise an existing state of happiness or good fortune. I'll repeat that. They recognise an existing state of happiness or good fortune. So basically they affirm a spirituality that is already present. So we are blessed or happy when God is with us. And God is with us in our hearts when we choose to love him and follow his commandments. Jeremiah says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Now, each one of the Beatitudes, as you may have noticed, starts with the words, blessed are. In some translations of the Bible, the word happy is used instead of blessed. So these sayings are Jesus' recipe for us to be happy. You see, happiness is based on the attitude we have because of what's in our heart. So moving on. Having looked at the word blessed, what about the phrase, poor in spirit? Now, it's a bit of a strange phrase, really. I'm sure we all have an idea of what being poor in spirit means. Actually, what does it mean to be poor? What does it actually mean to be poor? Think about it. Now, many, if not all, of Jesus' listeners, bearing in mind he was speaking to his disciples, who were all brought up in the Jewish faith and would have been well-versed in the Old Testament, would have heard the phrase, poor in spirit. It wasn't a strange concept to them, even though to our ears, Western ears, it might sound a bit odd. To be poor in spirit... To be poor in spirit means to not have enough or not do well enough. Someone can be poor and not have enough money. Or someone can do a poor job at cleaning their rooms, at tidying up, not doing a good job at work. Poor means low quality or low standard. So, to be poor in spirit means to not have enough, or to not be able to do enough, to be in right standing with God. Basically, it comes to admitting that we can do nothing spiritually to offer God. The poor in spirit recognise their own lack of spiritual resource, and therefore their complete dependence on God. Only those who realise they have nothing to offer God of themselves can be the recipients of God's grace. After all, you can't receive the good news of the gospel and receive forgiveness and salvation if you've not recognised your own desperate need for it. In this sense, being poor in spirit is a prerequisite to receiving the grace of God. And it's a pretty good thing, and it's an ongoing thing. 
as this quote from C.S. Lewis emphasises. So being poor in spirit is not about having enough money, nor does it mean trying to show just how spiritual you are by not enjoying what the world has to offer and wallowing in misery. Being poor in spirit is a good thing. It's a recognition of our reality, a clear understanding that we have nothing to offer God, and humility that naturally flows from that understanding. And so we come to the last part of this verse, the kingdom of heaven. Now Matthew is the only gospel writer who uses this phrase. Uh, He uses it quite a lot in the Sermon on the Mount and elsewhere. Um, Luke uses the phrase kingdom of God. But the phrases are actually interchangeable. Now, there could be another full sermon on what the kingdom of heaven is, and you'll be really pleased to know I'm not going to give it today. Suffice it to say that the presence of Jesus on earth ushered in the kingdom of God. And that Jesus was inaugurating the kingdom as he changed the hearts of people one at a time. But, as Amy Grant said, or sang, we're caught in between the now and the not yet. Which is why later in the Sermon on the Mount, when he teaches people how to pray, he includes the phrase, your kingdom come i.e. when God's rule will be throughout the whole earth. So, as we look at the verses in, uh, the words in this verse, you'll see that the kingdom of God, again kingdom of heaven or God, is available to those who believe now. But there's some words we've missed out. Are, in, for theirs is. It shows that this happens now. It's not for the future. It's now. For theirs is the kingdom of God. You know, you can have it now. You know, the Pharisees who would have been listening thought you had to do all kinds of things to enter the kingdom, you know, and be good enough for God. We're never going to be good enough for God. But we can have the kingdom of heaven now because God, through Jesus, enables us to. We already possess it, and that's pretty wonderful. Pretty wonderful. So to summarise, we need to accept that we are spiritually poor. That the path to true happiness is not about pretending we have it all together. It's by truly accepting that we need God. That leads us to being part of the kingdom of heaven. And having that makes us the kind of person who is truly blessed and leaves, leads a blessed life. Chris, can we go to the black slide? Now, I want you to all put down your orders of service, face down with the thing. Okay. So you've been looking at this throughout the whole talk. Verse has been up enough times. I wonder how many of you can actually remember it. So without looking at those orders of service, can you say... Can you say the verse? Blessed are. Matthew. 
that wasn't said with much confidence. Let me say it again. <laughs> Blessed are... Amen. Well done. <laughs> Back. We've heard blessed and 